0: be hosting a sports talk radio show the sports machine was slim we could do 10 hours we still have plenty more to be talking about the people that like sports here wkxl radio listening audience do you like sports that is the question of the day because if not we could talk about uh, tv programs fargo last night oh man it, it was on tuesday tape delay i watched this thing and uh To fight a tiger in a cage is not a fair fight. Now the tiger is free. If you know the show, you know what that means. Incredible television. But we're not here to talk about Fargo. We're here to talk about the the huge news I'm sure you all know by now. Bitcoin ETF applications (laughs) have been approved for spot ETF products. And the crypto world is going nuts. So as I have said multiple times over the past week, Millionaires are being made and will continue to be made in a space that most people know nothing about. What we do know about is Bill Belichick, don't we, Patriots fans? How much are we going to know about him in a couple years? Who knows? We're probably going to know that he's the coach and leader of another organization because he's no longer with the Patriots. I guess there's going to be a press conference with him and Robert Kraft coming up around 12 o'clock today. Was that the time? Or maybe 11, right at the end of the show. They want to finish listening to the sports machine with Slim before they go and engage with the the rest of the public. They want to know what my thoughts are. I've gone back and forth here over the past month and a half. I've flip flopped on Belichick. Originally, I wanted them gone. I was happy to trade him for Pete Carroll back five weeks ago, and then within the last two weeks, I said, you know something, this Patriots team—they're not quitting. Other organizations, their teams are just completely laying down and getting run over, losing 70-13 to or whatever it was for the Chargers. And it's happened with other teams, too. Teams just absolutely quitting. Last week of the season, they're right, Denver. You guys just at some point stopped playing. The Patriots never stopped this year. Their defense fought all the way to the finish line, even knowing there was, I mean... Nothing waiting for him. There was no pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. There was, I guess, unless that was a break from, from the season and the offseason. Well, there you go. You got it now. But they didn't need to compete like that. They put their body on the line all the way through the end of the season. And I don't think that's a testament to Bill Belichick. And I know there's people out there that uh, will be on both sides of the fence here. We want him to stay. We want him to go. I'm in the middle. Now that it's gone, I'm fine. Now that he's gone, there we go. Let's let's get somebody new, come on in, and, and make a difference. Let's reset this whole thing because it wasn't really shaped like this in the media, but I got my own thoughts on why things took a, t- a couple days here after the end of the season, and now it's officially announced Bill Belichick's no longer with the Patriots. I'd like to hear what folks out there listening have to say. 603-224-1450 is the number here. WKXL, 603-224-1450. One four five oh. I know we've got somebody on the line right now. I think my brother Dave actually is here and wants to share his thoughts.
1: Yeah, Slim. I got to tell you, it's a lot of lot of stuff in the sports world. Who would have guessed that we're not talking about the NFL playoff games this weekend, and we'd be talking either Celtic basketball or Bill Belichick firing? I will say it's a dark day in New England. I, I ask you, how long do you think it'll be before the Patriots fan base and maybe the Croft family have sellers' remorse on the move that was made today?
0: One year. One season, I will predict, especially if we hire a defensive coach, which it sounds like Mayo is kind of at the top of the rankings here, I'd like to see him pull like a complete uh, Brad Stevens type of maneuver. Just go to the college ranks, scoop up an awesome, forward-thinking, offensive-minded coach out of the college ranks, Dave. But I don't know. What do you think they ought to be doing here? Because the deed is done already.
1: Yeah, well, it it depends. If they promise the job to Mayo, which is what we've heard out of a lot of different sources, then that's what you better do because you have a team full of, you know, 55 giants. (laughs) I'm sure that there's a lot of guys in that locker room that like Mayo. We're expecting him to get the job. I don't think you can then pass him over just because maybe your plan with Belichick was, was expedited you know, a little bit quicker than what you had thought it was going to be. I just don't, I don't think you can go back. Now, I don't know if they've done that or not. If they haven't, I mean, at this point, I would clear house. I would get rid of everything Belichick, any individual that was associated with Belichick, and give your regime a fresh start.
0: Well, it would say something about the organization, Dave, just the, the fact that, like, you know, the people out there aren't as smart as we thought that they were for 20-some-odd years. If, over the past, what, year or two, they've been kind of saying to Mayo, hey, listen, uh, You know, when Bill's gone, we want to transition this thing over to you. Why would they ever say something like that?
1: There's nothing ever good that comes from promises at any workplace because variables change. Everything is it's constantly shifting. Yeah. So you should never do that. I hope that they haven't done that. And if they haven't, then hey, what you go 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 out and hire somebody like I said, away from the Belichick freak. If you're going to just stick and do the same thing and try and have the same. A game plan moving forward Then why not stick with the guy that's made it work for the vast majority of his time in the NFL as opposed to trying to bring in a Rabel, a Gerard May, or somebody else from that lineage.
0: When the Celtics were making the pick, just to rewind, uh, to, to bring in Brad Stevens as the coach after they let go of Doc Rivers. That's, that was when they made the switch, right? They, they let go of Doc, they did a search, and Brad Stevens was the guy. Nobody was talking about Brad Stevens' name as the next head coach of the Celtics back then, but fast forward now, even though he's not on the coaching sidelines, he's in the front office, wheeling and dealing, putting together the best roster in the NBA. He's done an incredible job, and I, I would just say, why like you're mentioning, why over the last year or two would you be telling Mayo that he's going to get the gig? You, why don't you wouldn't you want to just wait until the decision needs to be made and then go out and find the best candidate, wherever or whoever it may be? Yeah, the problem with continuing
1: to do what you've always done is that you're going to get what you've always got. Right? The last three years of with with Brady, it's maybe not the best game plan, but I, what happens is if you stick with people from that tree, you're going to have people that that believe in that individual. right? It's hard to cut cord with people if they like Mayo or if they like Brable or if they like Belichick, which is why you have to start fresh because you need everybody going in the same direction. That's a you know, it'd be a popular phrase, not really ever understood what it means, but in this situation <laughs> it kind of applies. You want everybody to forget about the past. And if you have people following Brable or Bago or somebody from that tree, you kinda have a split in the room. You're gonna have people who don't like it, you can have people who do like it. At least if you cut a cut cord, you're starting fresh, and that's what the Celtics did with Stephen, which is why I went down that tangent. <laughs> because it allowed everybody to move on from Doc, to cut everybody loose from that Doc the people who like Doc and Hey, we're going in a totally different direction.
0: So here's my thinking, Dave, and why it took a couple days here for this decision to be made. In the, the negotiation uh, process, Belichick wants to have control over who's being drafted and what players are coming in as free agents. He wants control of player personnel, as he has had over the last few years and uh, uh, has been demonstrated to not be a great you know, strength of his, I think. That's been proven, at least on the offensive side of the ball. And I think that discussion, the negotiation over the past couple of days here, the Patriots organization said, hey, listen, we're going to have somebody else that's going to be running the draft and bringing in the players. If you want to stay and coach, that's cool. So, just to put it back to you, let's say now though, they're going to keep Mayo. And the argument from the other side is, but he's not going to have any control over the player personnel side of stuff. He's happy just to be the coach, and so that's going to be the clearinghouse piece. is like, well, we're going to give him the players, and that'll allow, allow us to kind of turn the page.
1: Yeah, I mean, if, if I'm the team or, or the organization, like, I don't know. When it comes to Gerard Mayo, I just know if I'm the Los Angeles Chargers and I can hire Bill Belichick or Gerard Mayo, I'm going to hire Bill Belichick. And it's not even a second thought. Right, if I'm interviewing those two candidates, I'm going to interview that. I'm going to I'm going to give the job to Bill Belichick. So in New England, I kind of would apply like, what's different here? Right, so Gerard Mayo is coached under Belichick, and it's great. I just it, it, I don't think there's any clearing house. Right, like I, I think that if you keep Mayo, you're continuing to do the same thing, which is why if you're going to make this move on Belichick and you're going to go in a totally different direction than, Flynn, you might as well go in a totally different direction.
0: You got to go in an offensive direction, Dave. Here, you need to hire a coach who knows how to grow a quarterback's skill set. The Patriots have the number three pick in the draft. You have to pick a quarterback. And you have to not only pick the right one, but you then need to coach them the right way. Uh, Is Gerard Mayo going to be the best guy to do that? Because that's the most important part uh, of the coaching job for New England next season.
1: Right, does Bill O'Brien back as the offensive coordinator? No. they try to bring in Josh McDaniels? No. work with him if not? Right, like that's where... I don't know, like, Gerard Mayo is going to hopefully have his guy, right? That's going to, because Gerard Mayo is a defensive player, right? Like, he's going to know that, that part of the game. I don't know if he's going to be able to, to develop a young quarterback. And you want to go drop Jaden Daniels with a third pick and put him in Gerard. But what's Gerard Mayo done to show us that he can run along a young quarterback?
0: Not enough. Not enough, Dave, as the, the commercial music. Comes on the airwaves. You can stay on if you want to, and we'll dig deeper into this in the next segment. We got a lot of stuff to talk about today. Celtics, Minnesota game last night. Bruins play Vegas tonight. Fargo, Bitcoin. WKXL Radio has it all covered. 1450 AM, 103.9 FM, Concord, 101.9 FM in Manchester. This is New Hampshire Talk Radio. Celtics because I watched the game last night and took down lots of notes Jason Tatum, the countdown clock is almost getting reset, it's borderline but we can't dig into the Celtics game until we have the Patriots fully covered here because it is time now for Patriots fans to turn the page and realize, Bill Belichick's gone who made the decision Was it the correct decision or not? Only time is going to tell. My brother Dave is still on the line. Dave, how do we decide success for this next hire? Uh, Is it going to be purely on what's the Patriots' record for next year? Is it going to be on how many players like say they want to leave? Can you do this? Like, Is there a transfer portal for the NFL?
1: (laughs) I don't think it's going to take long to to define success for the Patriots' organization. I, I, I do think that next year they're going to be able to tell whether they made a good decision or a bad decision. And, and we're going to maybe find out a little bit more during the off season in regards to what they do in the draft, what they do with free agents. Are they going to spend any money? I mean, this has been something that's been well-documented historically. The last four years, there's been a, a back-and-forth that seems to have gone place, but from, from Belichick and Kraft, Kraft to Belichick, about how much they spend on their coaching, what they want to spend on players, and why they've been handcuffed. And it's like, that's all going to, that's the best part of the next one to two years. The same question that applied with Brady Belichick, who was more responsible, took a couple of years for that to play out. Boy, that's going to, we're going to get a big answer to that equation here over the next two years.
0: It's going to be fun to watch how the Patriots organization is going to be run moving forward without Belichick. Like, is it a complete reversal, as you mentioned, as far as signing players? Or is it the same thing over and over? What I don't want to see happen, and this is where I'll get fired up, Dave, I'm okay with everything that's happened to this point. No big reactions about Bill leaving. I kind of wanted him to stay, whatever. But if they just promote Gerard Mayo to head coach and retain Bill O'Brien as offensive coordinator, I'm out on this. I will go on the record saying our record's going to be terrible next year and I want no part of this team as a fan. (laughs)
1: <laughs> it's, it's philosophically that that's what we've done the last handful of years has been a large part of what craft has wanted. But if they make that decision, then you can pretty much talk that off to, hey, this is the owner's philosophy, Yes, not necessarily Belichick.
0: It's been the owner who's taken us down each year for four successful, successive years since Tom Brady had left. I've been blaming Belichick, but if, if these are the decisions that end up getting made, keep Mayo and promote or keep uh, O'Brien in the offensive coordinator role with Mayo as the head coach, then you're absolutely right. The finger gets pointed to the massage man himself, Robert Kraft.
1: All right. I mean, that's interesting. You can go back. The fracture started years ago. It started with Brady when Brady you know, was let out of the contract. And you can just see the verbal jabs that have gone back and forth to me. That's why I, thought, I do think that Kraft is, is kind of the Jerry Jones now of the Patriots. He's had his hand involved in football operations over the last five years. And, and for anybody who's been a fan of the franchise from 2000 to 2018, boy, you never really heard much about Kraft. I mean, he was never involved. You never heard about decisions, cuts, signings. Over the last five years, since, since Tom Brady came you know, to the end of his time in New England, You've heard a lot of Bob Kraft and his involvement in the Patriots.
0: What's gone on here now is you have Bill Belichick, who is no longer the head of the coach of the Patriots, has the record tied with Jeff Fisher and Dan Reeves for the most losses by an NFL coach. So Bill Belichick achieved that record as the head coach of the New England Patriots, and he is, I think, fourteen wins behind Shula for the most coaching wins of all time. So he's got the most losses already. The most wins is still out there. So there's no way Belichick's not going to coach again, Dave. Where do you think he's going? Where are you on the record as thinking he's going? I'm going to say it's Dallas. I'm going to say Mike McCarthy brain farts or just like continues to act as he normally does because he's atrocious at decision-making and he'll blow something big time with the spotlight and Jerry Jones will be like, I'm going to pull a switcheroo and get Bill Belichick in here to uh, run things for me.
1: So my belief is that Bill wanted to leave. He didn't like the process, and he thought it was going to take himself another three to four years to, to set the win record here. So he wanted to get out and find another organization. So I do think Dallas with McCarthy. I think McDermott over in Buffalo. If, if Buffalo, mm-hmm. you know, the, has a has a mishap this weekend, uh, like I don't think McDermott is long over there, right? If that position opens up, Dallas opens up, and, and if those positions don't open up, I still go back to the Chargers. I think that's the best position for him to go in and win. If he goes to the Commanders, he goes to the Falcons, he goes to the Raiders, he's going to organizations that are going to take two to three years. He doesn't want to take another handful of years to set the wins record. He's not looking to bring along another young QB. He would have been in a better
0: situation right here, Dave. You had mentioned it before. Just stay with the Patriots. Your defense is locked and loaded. Absolutely. You're one to two. You know what your weaknesses are. You can fix them. But if you can't pay
1: these guys, if you can't sign the players then you have to make a decision. You have to go elsewhere. And I just think he's going to go to an organization where he knows I can win 10 games each of the next two years, set the wins record in 2025 retire.
0: That would be my game plan. I mean, how old is he? 71, 72. What is he thinking? Like, man, I need to build out a 20-year plan here for myself, whatever (laughs) organization I'm going to go to. No. He's saying, I have the loss record. I'm the best coach of all time. I don't want to be known as the guy that's got the most losses. So if I'm coming back next year, I'm doing it to also – Get the most wins. That's the only way he pulls himself out of this. Just his historical, like reputation value. He if he, if this is it for him, his last year was like his worst in football. So he, he's going to try and rewrite it.
1: I mean, there's going to be the motivation there. For him. Yeah. I mean, listen for the gamblers out there. All I'm going to tell you is wherever he goes, you're going. You bet him to win the Super Bowl in the first week or so to a great on the same way you did with Brady when Brady went to Tampa Bay it might take him half a year Bill Belichick is gonna win he's gonna go to an organization he's gonna win his next position his next stop
0: and that's why we're talking about it now not for nothing Dave to, to get out in front of that to, to make a pick almost to say hey uh, the chargers would be a great place to go because the day Bill Belichick gets hired if the chargers right now are 40 to 1 they're going down to 30 to 1 or 25 to 1 as soon as that announcement gets made
1: no doubt about it, and that's why this weekend's games are going to are going to dictate a lot of that stuff. So you got to watch if Dallas loses or Buffalo loses. I think one of those coaches is out, and that's very likely his next stop. If they both win, it's going to be hard to move on from those guys. So I think that the Chargers become the next logical step, and you'll be able to get that at the end of the year, right? You know, I mean, he's not going to sign in the next three days. I think he's probably going to wait till after the season to see if there's any additional changes made before he picks
0: his next stop. Bill was under contract, Dave. So apparently, through these meetings here, Kraft released him from the contract. There had to be some sort of a wink or a nod, nod or a flat-out discussion like, "Hey, dude, you can't go in the division if I'm going to let you go. You can't be going to the Jets or or to Buffalo. You would think that you you think that that's not on the table. That wasn't already communicated." To- uh,
1: so I don't. I mean, I, I think, like I said, I think Robert Kraft wants to be friends with Bill Belichick. I don't. I don't. There's no win for Bob Kraft here, right? I mean, if people say like, "What's he gaining by firing Bill Belichick?" Nothing. I mean, he's only a net loss there, right? What's like? What's the win for him if, if if he does that? Is there a win
0: for him? He's eighty plus years old himself. What's I mean? What's he trying to do by stepping in and firing the best coach of all time? Like, what's your game plan?
1: Right. It, it just doesn't make sense to me. I think it was only the only win for him was if Bill stays and Bill sets the record here, right? Then he knows yes. for hundreds of years, however long you know these people are playing this sport, they're always going to look at that coach, that regime, that dynasty. And it's always going to be revered. So I just think that now he's opened up the. If, if Bill goes somewhere else and wins, boy, that like that that shot. But he has to give Belichick the opportunity to do that because if he doesn't, boy, like his regime is just going to take a big big hit. I mean, at least if Bill goes somewhere and wins, don't you think Bill will still talk nicely? You know,
0: be friendly with the with the Patriots dynasty, with the Patriots players, get inducted into the Hall of Fame as a Patriot instead of with right. this new organization, right? <laughs> Hundred percent.
1: Like that, that's the win. Like, like so. So, Kraft. I think Kraft had to let him out. I, I know that the the media out there has talked a lot about how Kraft was tired of. I think it's totally the other way. I think they have it totally backwards. Bill Belichick just wanted to leave. He wanted to get out. Once the owner starts putting his paws all over his his team and what he his moves his decisions, he's he's all set. Like he doesn't want to deal with that.
0: I believe both sides came to it. And this is possible in this day and age, this political environment with everybody fighting and backstabbing. It's possible the two of them just looked at each other and said, hey, listen, uh, you know, good luck. Let's just let's just part ways as friends. It's been a great run. There's really no reason for it to have ended any other way, Dave. Right,
1: right. And I, I, that's the way to tie it up. Like for so the next year or two, we're going to find out a lot more. This will be a topic that will of discussion for two years, two to three years here.
0: That's the sports talk piece of it. I, I do think it's only going to take one year because it's – and the clock starts right now, baby. Not only what's the record going to be at the end of this next year, Dave, it's about how does the organization conduct itself through free agency, what's the messaging, and who do they name as the, the next coach? Do we turn the page? Or like you said, is it just a continuation of the same thing? Elevate Mayo, keep O'Brien because that's kind of embracing the same strategy as the last four years. Yeah, I heard rumor that they were looking at Hein bloom for the GM job. Sounds like a, a betting market that's ripe for uh, some investment dollars from me. Thank you very much for your commentary on the Patriots in their situation. My brother Dave, we got a Loon Mountain lift pass to be given away shortly. Stay tuned for my... Signal to call here. You're listening to the Sports Machine with Slim on WKXL Radio, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM in Concord, 101.9 FM in Manchester, NHTalkRadio.com. We're coming right back in a minute. with Slim. I've been told I should give the phone number out a little bit more often, and I like to do what I'm told, 603-224-1450 is the number, you heard it correct, 603, that's the area code for New Hampshire, 224-224-1450, that's our AEM dial, that's how you can remember it, 603-224-1450, does that number work? Why doesn't somebody type it in and give the station a call and let me know and the first person who gets through can get a free lift ticket to Loon Mountain? 603-224-1450. 603-224-1450. First caller gets a free lift pass for Loon Mountain. This will give me a time to transition into the Boston Celtics. I watched the game last night. It was my 10th. Wedding anniversary day yesterday. My wife uh, is so nice to me. She lets me watch the Celtics most any nights I get to take over the TV. Um, I always appreciate her for it, but uh, I'm appreciating it a little bit over the airwaves this morning. Thank you very much on our 10th anniversary night. She lets me watch the whole ending to the Celtics. Boy, Anthony Edwards, this guy, I, I, you better look out for this dude. All I'm telling you, people that like to place wagers, and right now, just for, not for nothing, but DraftKings, uh, they're... Their odds are not up. I don't know what it's been the last 15, 20 minutes. Something's up. We broke the system. Bill Belichick getting fired or getting, you know, removing himself from the situation has caused a uh, breakdown in the app maybe. I don't know what it was. They're aware of the problem. Anyway, Anthony Edwards is a problem. Watching this guy, his athleticism and his compete level, even on defense, his body language, as I watch him, I'm just like, this guy, he kind of reminds me of like Kobe. Even a little bit of Michael Jordan. The guy's so athletic, but you can just tell he wants to win. And I think his teammates really like him. The combination of all those things just makes me think this kid is dangerous. Even as soon as this year in the playoffs, I could easily, easily see the Minnesota Timberwolves playing the Boston Celtics in the finals. As I've told people for weeks, the Celtics are going to win it all this year. This team is magic I love what I'm seeing from the Celts, even on a night last night, uh, which we can get into where they might have gotten a little lucky to win the game. But boy, Anthony Edwards, you better watch out for this dude come playoff time because he understands he's the man. When he comes down on offense, he is the man making it happen, making the decisions. Now at the end of the game, the dude tired out. And I'm just going to tell you, it was their third game in four days. Minnesota had played at Dallas on Sunday, they go to at Orlando on Tuesday, and they win 113-92 to over Orlando, and then they fly up to Boston, but the plane was delayed due to weather. Remember the storm we had the other night? So they didn't get in till yesterday during the day. Minnesota was looking great, full of energy. At the end of that game, Anthony Edwards, not solid <laughs> shooting, not solid decisions, just uh, solid L in the loss column. You want to talk about a W in the win column? Well, that's coming from one of our regular callers right now. He's not looking for a free lift ticket. McBfq, my cousin Bob from Quincy, is calling in maybe to talk about the Celtics, but I feel like a winner, whatever he wants to talk about.
2: Slim, I hear you talking Celtics, of course. Uh, Belichick is foremost on my mind, but um, I was trying to look it up real quick while I was on hold. What? has the regulation scores been of the last few Celtics games? Every game has been overtime, one basket. Do you attribute that to anything in
0: particular? I think the team's going through a growth spurt or a growth stretch here, Bob, and that's a great question, where they're figuring out how to win close games. And I know you've been involved with me since the early days of the Jason Tatum. Oh my God.
2: I, it was the first thing I thought of. I, he, oh. <laughs> he gets the chance. And it, I mean, um, it, it was sort of a terrible shot. Um, again, you know, I, I honestly, as soon as it happens, I'm thinking of Slim and like, Caitlin Clark didn't necessarily have to have the ball in her hand. Why not have somebody else run some sort of actual play rather than the same old garbage where you just, I'm the star, I dribble it down, and I take an awful shot. That was disappointing.
0: It's so frustrating. But I will tell you, the way he came through in overtime – I almost was gonna like give him a, a a satisfactory check mark and cross off and restart the Jason Tatum game winner or tire countdown clock. I can't though. I am wearing a no. Celtic shirt and I am a happy Since Celtic. The countdown
2: band. clock is important. You need to keep it legitimate.
0: <laughs> exactly. There's no like the little trophies for second place for the countdown clock. This is a real thing. <laughs> Can't have it. It will reset when Jason Tatum hits a game-winner or tying shot at the end of regulation or overtime. He had his chance last night. Again, could not come through. And But, did you see his mean mug, Bob? That was in overtime. When he come down, he had made a great. He got a two. And then he comes down the next possession, nails a long three. And his look at the camera, I don't think I've ever seen him with that angry look. And that's what I'm talking about with like kind of going next level. When you have success in end-of-game situations, that's when your confidence just goes through the roof. I uh,
2: yeah, I did not catch that live, and I I haven't even
0: been able to catch it. Um, I caught it enough for both of us. I'm gonna tell you what. I'm yeah, hearing, there you go. <laughs> there we go. You can hear my emotion, Jason Tatum. I'm watching you, baby. I'm rooting so, for you. 45 points last night. That's great, but you still didn't come through at the end of regulation.
2: I'm watching the news this morning, waiting to see if there's going to be any ice on the road. And they break in with the Bill Belichick news. Um, First of all, what's your take on it? And second of all, is this a bag job for Mayo? Or, you know, can I maybe get Vrabel?
0: Me and my brother Dave were talking about it earlier. I I hope it was not... Uh, you know, already done and put in place that Gerard Mayo is going to be the head coach. I'd love to see him pull an organizational move, kind of like they did with the Celtics did with Brad Stevens. Find the smartest, you know. Kind oh of yes, that's right. I've heard you. Energetic guy, turn the reins over to him to help him grow the quarterback that we. Same guy with, with player personnel,
2: or do you want two separate entities?
0: Well, that's I, I'm okay. On either side, you want to know something. It's not too often. I'm afraid to give my opinion, but I guess I'm not qualified to truly make that decision, just because there's so many different options. I mean, what do you want to see? You right. want you want to see? Well, yeah, who, yeah. Like the,
2: What you're saying is we're not well versed on the GM candidates out there. It's for the philosophy. Um,
0: we need a fundamental switch in the philosophy as far as Patriot fans go and the Patriots organization goes. I'm just. I want th- some clean house on that.
2: The one thing I'll say is that. Um, Giving like a Josh McDaniels player personnel is a disaster. <laughs> We've seen that already. Yes, he's an offensive mind. The young he was the young hawk coaching. He needed somebody to pick the players. You you can't give that type of guy that much power. If it's a Belichick and he's already proven himself, you know as a you know. Actually, they did it in Cleveland, and that was a disaster. That's my
0: well. That's <laughs> they, it. No, yeah, but now he was gonna...
2: in his 30s, and he was a disaster.
0: Right in his 80s, because of his 70s, be much better. Right with the 70s and 80s, he'll have much more energy, ready to, to crank it up. But Belichick's going to get player personnel control wherever he goes because he deserves it. Like some organizations now, have you been hearing in Atlanta? Luck. I've
2: been hearing a lot of Atlanta courting them, wanting them. Maybe they made this known before they were supposed to.
0: When you're an organization that makes a just a continual habit of hiring bad like coaches, or at least having the coaches turn out to have bad records and bad experiences, so that you need to fire them, you just look for some stability. That's why, like Carolina, I'm sure would want Belichick to come in there with that David Tepper guy and what he's you know, with him throwing the drink on the fans, just the whole fan base got to be upset, right? right? So, they of course would want him, but why would Belichick want that gig? He wants to go wherever he's going to win. Like Dave said, the Chargers would be a great option, I think.
2: Right. And again, uh, referring back to Dave, notice the headlines are Belichick and the featured parked ways. This was his decision. He had to be handed a bag of money in order to – he had a contract. So he was like, I'm going to show up for work on Monday unless you uh, take care of the kids.
0: Well, and also on he top of a, that – He needs another boat. Yeah. I Well, I wonder if that's part of the whole thing. Is like, yeah, you're not going to have to pay me that's cool, but I can go wherever I want because the last thing you uh, want if you're the Crafts is to go to Buffalo. Like, if Buffalo stubs their toe this week against Pittsburgh in the playoffs, like, this cannot happen. You're favored and, but by Belichick 10. Belichick
2: already knows that if he is 100% that he has that landing spot.
0: I wonder that. I would imagine, but what? how does that well, yeah, all get lined up beforehand without leaking well, out to I the mean, press?
2: He could take a year off. He could do a year of TV, you know, maybe guest spot on... Brady's new gig, we'll see how he is at that, and um, I don't know, he's, I mean, yeah, the world's his oyster, even disgruntled in his 70s, and, uh, you know, let's, so I know you always take the tack of, you know, he's awful with the media and stuff like that, but when he gets to talk football, he is brilliant, and he actually, he says more without saying the actual thing, he is like a genius, where he makes you think about what that answer might be and um, yeah I'd, uh, I'd love to hear you speak more about that after the break
0: that's what I will do yeah Bill Belichick apparently forces everybody to be better including the reporters I like the take McBFQ thanks for calling in everybody you're listening to the sports machine with Slim we love to have callers 603-224-1450 is the number We're on 1450 AM, 103.9 FM in Concord, 101.9 FM in Manchester. You catch us online at nhtalkradio.com. We're coming back with about 10 more minutes of sports talk here on the Sports Machine with Slim. WKXL radio. We're heading into NFL playoff weekend. It's a Thursday. And we barely even talked about the game so far this week. The time goes by so fast. It's not often that uh, Patriots fans are talking about coaching changes. (laughs) And so that has to move to the front of the line. Sorry, baby. But right now we got a few minutes. My predictions over the past couple of weeks, for the most part, have been terrible. The ones I've been loudest about, I do feel I've been the most accurate on. When I said earlier this week, the Michigan Wolverines would definitely win the college title. And they beat Washington by 20 or so. I said about six weeks ago that the Philadelphia Eagles head coach, Sirianni was going to run that team into the ground by playing them so hard and doing all this ridiculous tush-push play five times every single game when Travis Kelsey has said, um, oh, sorry, Jason Kelsey has said, that's the play that takes the most out of him. That quote I heard around eight or nine weeks into the year, and it tells you he's expressing the physical exhaustion that that play takes out of not only him, but the whole, whole team when you're exerting yourself to push forward. Go get him, Jalen Hurts. Well, I was right. The Philadelphia ran themselves into a wall. They were 10 and 1 and then finished the season 1 and 5. For what? That's 11 and 6. I think that's their record. Do the math. And they're playing Monday night. Philadelphia minus 3 at Tampa Bay. How is Philly favored? I I people have not watched Baker Mayfield. That's the only explanation is people have not watched what Baker Mayfield has done for Tampa Bay over the last 10 weeks. Tampa Bay's going to beat Philly. I I mean, that's not my best pick of the weekend here, but Tampa Bay, I firmly believe, is going to beat Philly outright. Three points. It should be Tampa favored by three. Philadelphia is not playing well right now. You know who is playing well is the Rams. Rams going into Detroit and beating Detroit on Sunday. What's Detroit ever done in the playoffs? Uh, What have the Rams done? Yeah, they won a Super Bowl a couple years ago. Sean McVay, Super Bowl winning coach. You got a coaching mismatch there. Dan Campbell can get guys fired up. I don't know from an X's and O standpoint if he can go toe-to-toe with Sean McVay. Stafford coming home to Detroit. Home at least from with the home franchise where he was originally drafted. I- I'm, I'm in on the Rams. Are you in on skiing at Lou Mountain as I interrupt my pro football picks for this weekend? We'll, talk, we'll dive into these tomorrow with our experts, panel of experts on Friday to really give you insight into how people are thinking about the NFL weekend. If you want to learn how most people are thinking so you can uh, maybe make some bets on the opposite side, hey, that makes a lot of sense. If you've listened to my picks over the past few weeks in the NFL, that would be the direction I'd tell you to go. But if you want to win Loon Mountain tickets, they're available. At least the lift pass for one person is available right now. If you call 603-224-1450, 603-224-1450. 5-0. 5-0. If you call in and you want to talk some sports, too, we'll definitely do that in addition to giving you the uh, lift pass. Dallas Cowboys favored by seven and a half at home against Green Bay. If Dallas loses this game, Jerry Jones is going to throw everything and the kitchen sink at Bill Belichick to please come over here and run football for me. I'll step out of the way. Dallas has the team to win the Super Bowl this year. They don't have the coach. Mike McCarthy's not the guy, but I don't see how they could lose to Green Bay. Can they? They can't lose to Green Bay. Dallas has to win that game. I don't know by how many. Buffalo minus 10 at Pittsburgh, uh, at home against Pittsburgh. Buffalo should roll. Buffalo should just absolutely roll. They're, they're hot as a firecracker. They're going to be all jacked up. This is their time. This is their year. Let's go, Buffalo. Kansas City at home on Saturday. Saturday night. I think this is on the Peacock channel. I don't even know. Do we get this for, for free? Like, Can we watch this game for free? Definitely. We bet you must be able to. Check your local listings if, uh, if you don't know the answer like me. Uh, Kansas City's favored by four and a half against Miami. Miami's in the doldrums right now. Is Jalen Waldo going to play? Is Tyreek Hill ready to go? If so, they're going to score some points. Their offensive line is good enough. They're going to score some points. Kansas City's been struggling, but... Come playoff time, you don't want to go against Patrick Mahomes. That's all I can tell you. I mean, the guy has done it too many times. So you know know people know this going into the playoffs. If you listen to a million shows, a million people are going to tell you, well, you don't want to bet against the best player in the NFL. So if everybody's thinking that way, can the case be made for Miami on the other side? Yeah, definitely. If you watch them this year, their offense is like ridiculous. Devin Ache, when he's healthy, coming out of the backfield, running that like – 4.0, 40 speed. The guy's nuts. Uh, Miami can score Miami can win that game. Will they? Who knows? But the game of the weekend, I'm going to go on record right now. Cleveland. Cleveland plays Saturday during the day. Cleveland's favored by 2.5 at Houston. Who wants to bet against C.J. Stroud? Nobody. Guy's awesome. But Houston's defense, they're getting by on being jacked up and being well coached. They don't have the talent. Houston's defense does not have the talent to really deal with the strength of that Cleveland offensive line. I think Cleveland's coming in there with Joe Flacco, and this is where the story starts to set, set because Baltimore's got to play with both of these teams, right? With Cleveland, Joe Flacco's at the helm. I just think Baltimore's going to stub their toe. That's that's where this is coming from. This is how I bet, and this is how I look at this sports. I look at the matchups, the stories, The stories that are going to come. What's the big story for the NFL? Is it Joe Flacco, after winning the game with Cleveland here to beat Houston, going on the road then, potentially, depending on who the matchups would be, but I'd say likely to go and play at Baltimore. Joe Flacco coming back in with Cleveland at Baltimore. Two hardcore rivals, and the quarterback who won a Super Bowl for Baltimore, now coming in with Cleveland. I just think that's a game that, that Baltimore can lose. And I think they're going to stub their toe. So I go, okay, Cleveland's going to beat Houston, and then they're going to go and beat Baltimore. That's my prediction. Then they'll be going to Buffalo, where Buffalo beats them, and Buffalo goes to the final game. But if Houston happened to beat Cleveland, isn't Houston, isn't the Houston Oilers organization from years back with Warren Moon, isn't that the organization that relocated to Baltimore? I'm pretty sure it is. So that's a heck of a story. Houston on the relaunch pad with C.J. Stroud going in to to play at Baltimore. I'd love to see it. I'd love to see C.J. Stroud go against that defense in Baltimore. Wow, that would be fun from a football perspective, no doubt. So there's cases for both teams. There's good stories for both teams. I'm in on the Cleveland story. Joe Flacco coming back. Just weird, isn't it? Like, Joe Flacco, dude, what were you doing in the first part of the season? Like, there was no talk you were going to play. He played last year for the Jets, and he was not good. But neither was that Jets team. It was terrible. So he just kind of slid off the radar. Joe Flacco, where were you? Well, waiting for this opportunity with Cleveland when Deshaun Watson got hurt for the season, in he steps, and look at his passing numbers. He's throwing for like 350 yards a game. They're dropping him back. Go Amari Cooper, let's go. And David Njoku, the tight end over there, who is a guy that always has been able to get open. But he's been dropping passes, man, the last few years. When I watch, I'm like, I can't draft this guy for my fantasy team. He just drops too many passes. It's annoying. The guy's wide open, right in his hands, and drop it. But now he's catching him. Maybe it's from the Flacco ball. Maybe it's you know, the quarterback arm coming to him, the the. Just trajectory of the football, how it's thrown, how many uh, rotations it's making, how fast, how slow, whatever the reason is, he's catching the ball now. So Cleveland has talent at the skill positions. And I think they're going on the road with a great coach, and they're going to beat Houston, and then they're going up with the physical mentality to go up and beat Baltimore, as they already have once this time, this year. They're 1-1. One one. So the playoffs for the NFL... Have to be able to dominate some talk radio stuff at some point. Tomorrow will be the day. Tonight, we got the Bruins taking on the Las Vegas Knights, man. The, the Bruins are in the midst of this 10 games in 17 days stretch. And they're losing the close games right now. Almark is going to be out for a while. I don't know what the latest update is. But Jeremy Swayman's going to get his chance to just cement himself in net. So tonight, we're going to learn a lot about the Bruins, I think, from this game tonight. Because Las Vegas, we know, I mean, they're defending Stanley Cup champions. Las Vegas is huge, fast, skilled, strong. And the Bruins are going to go in there. And I'm sure both teams are going to be up for the game. I know as a Bruins fan here, a growing, budding Bruins fan, I'm, I'm going to watch the game. I want to stay up. I'm tired, but I'm already knowing I'm going to stay up to watch that game tonight. I want to see what happens so I can talk about it on Friday. We will talk about the Bruins a little bit to start off the show tomorrow before we jump into full throttle. NFL action. Will there be any developments in the Bill Belichick saga? Will there be an update post press conference? I wonder how this pre- press conference will go today with the, with the uh, media. We'll ask. But as we start to head towards the home stretch for today's show Thursday on the Sports Machine with Slim, New Hampshire's Next Generation Sports Talk Radio. Listeners out there, I love you. I appreciate your help. I uh, I need your help, listeners, to keep just turning your radio dial to WKXL Radio. We'll keep putting out some good stuff for you on the sports front. WKXL on the radio dial 1450 AM, 103.9 FM in Concord, 101.9 FM in Manchester. On the internet, you can always check out nhtalkradio.com to listen live or to listen to any past shows on demand. We're looking forward to a big Friday tomorrow, everybody. I hope you have a great Thursday. This is The Sports Machine with Slim signing off.